Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. And we're keeping you in the loop with the guitar community. Also, oh, the live people don't get to hear the songs, so and we actually really have to sing <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Stringjoy. Sound better. Play better. Stringjoy. For all your string needs, go to stringjoy.com. You can find really great things there, like strings. Enjoy. And hats. I just got a new hat not too long ago. I, the, I got the dad hat. Oh, my goodness. What? It's comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a big head as it is. So the trucker hats, I, I you have. I can't do the flat bills. I'm I'm too dad to do the flat bills. Is that such a thing? Yes. My favorite hat's a Dunder Mifflin hat. So yeah, mm. I'd say that's close to a real thing. Um. Oh, so cool thing happened. Uh, what two days ago? Or something like that. Uh, our charity raffle ended. We raised two thousand thirty-one dollars for the Autistic Self Advocacy Network, which is really awesome. Thank you, everyone who donated. Uh, we're doing the give. We're doing the raffle ticket pick. Um, it's on their website, so I'm going to be live streaming. I'm just going to go on like this and just kind of pick, and it's it's not going to be super entertaining. But if you win, you'll get an email eleven fifty-nine. I think I'm going to set it up that if you do not win, you also get an email. That way, you know, and there's no sitting around saying well maybe they meant to call but we didn't um so uh i'll be doing that i'll be going i'll be doing live in in on facebook and on instagram well i'll be doing on our facebook page not in the group i think if someone or i myself might go and share the live streaming in the group so everyone can see it what the heck was that that would be my microphone stand with the high-tech springs well, the high-tech springs are high noise. I was trying to think of something witty, and like it just wasn't happening. So, uh, Chris, what's new with you this week? Uh, no new gear, but since we're both from Tennessee, I picked up some Diskin Cider that's out of Nashville, Tennessee, from my local uh, liquor store, and it's pretty good. I got the Pineapple Cider called tiki tonic i don't drink cider i don't think you should try it i probably should you know what i really don't drink that much though i used I to be a pretty big drinker yeah, and like i, I typically stopped. don't either but it was a pineapple cider and reds stopped doing theirs so I you know what i, I did find out about i found out last sunday about the morita and the coca-cola freestyles at moe's if you have not tried that, try it. It's delicious. Because I went to Moe's like on I went Sunday and then I went back Tuesday because it just was, sounded so good and they didn't have it and I got mad. <laughs> like it's that good. Like I, I mean, you got you got the Coke freestyle. You've got a million different flavors, but they mm. didn't have that one. And I was just like, mm. that's why right. Moe's is better than Chipotle. Well, they didn't have this stuff, so that does, are they better? Really? They are still well. So, well, Moe's didn't give me was well, Salmonella or E. coli or whatever they spread throughout the country. No, so they yeah. have that going for them. Yeah, so good on you, Mo's. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so uh, I got some cool new stuff. I got the Redrival, eh, Revival <laughs> Drive Custom by Origin Effects. Uh, oh my gosh! So I said it last week. I think I was like in the middle of it happening. I didn't actually get it yet. I, I mean. I, I got it. I don't know. I feel kind of bad about it, but I, then I then again I don't because it wasn't intentional. 
but there's two different versions of the revival drive besides the compact which isn't out yet but the big box there's one that's called the custom and it has extra eq settings on the bottom and i was just kind of uh like looking around and i didn't know i didn't know that there was two different ones i even messaged adam dalhannock and he was like i didn't know there's i mean and this guy knows every pedal ever because he's owned them all <laughs> and i sat there i was like uh i had a price match and i saved like 123 dollars on the custom one and got it for the actually less than the normal price of the normal one but i got this thing in and this is this thing's flipping sweet it is by far the most insane drive i've ever owned and we're gonna listen to that but i also got um in the veil from like my pedals for the raffle and for quality assurance because i want to make sure that the people who donated money get working pedals i have to test them all i mean it's just the rules that's fair i feel like i mean it's just to be you know be safe but i love it so when i'm when hold on really quick uh we're doing a new thing where we're live streaming the recording of the episode which is pretty cool because you have to join our group to do it go in our group and you can watch and it's a lot of fun get to see us slap stuff together and answer questions and everything but so when the when we weren't recording the episode we had five people i'm like what are you guys doing we hit record with one we have one watcher (laughs) maybe we should just have a a podcast that records everything but an actual the actual like contents it just only puts out the episode of like the pre-app and then hanging out afterwards that that would be interesting it would be interesting like we don't care what they really have to say. We just want to hear what they think about like, <laughs> what they really think about it. Uh-huh. But okay. Sorry. That was my ADD moment. So we got the veil in and this thing is awesome as well. So I'm going to play with a couple pedals. I'm running my Richie Cotton uh, signature Telecaster into the veil, into the revival drive, into the replicator from T-Rex, because I figured if I'm going to do my most expensive drive I've ever owned, I'm going to do my most expensive delay I've ever owned. Into the Liv- Tech 21 Liverpool, into the Focus Right. So that's my chain, y'all. So many people ask. But we're going to. Oops. But I where's your uh, clean tone? My clean tone. This is going to be my clean tone, and I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> That's bridge. And do that. All right. And then we're going to kick on the veil. This is the drive side. There's a drive and a boost. It's a dual. They're, in, they're independent as well. And they've got a flip-flop toggle switch, which is really fun. So, but this is the drive. <laughs> everyone knows that song by the way i don't know how well that that. translated because uh google voice likes to compress that that was everyone knows that song how do you not know that no i know the song i'm just i'm just letting you know the audio quality might not be that great (laughs) 
messing with the gain knob a little bit. This is maxed out. And then this is it all the way down. Let's see what it sounds like. Let's hear the boost by itself. Oh, yeah, it's got a good volume right there. Let's kick them both on. So, sounds really good. I like it. And we're going to play with the. Uh, revival drive so it's got two different channels uh one is uh, hold on i can't even read it oh that's a one's uh the left hand side's a valve rectifier the right hand side's a silicon rectifier so here's the right hand side it's a really cool sound i've got with it <laughs> So it's got a really nice like amp like feel and this thing it's called a ghosting overdrive so it adds what's called ghost notes and those are like the lower frequencies you hear playing like a tube amp and that like kind of weird sound that you just can't uh put your finger on everyone talks about oh i love my tube amp and all that i think that honestly the goats the ghost notes are the thing that really uh cause people to fall in love with their amp so we're going to kick this back on. We're going to do the other channel. This is going to be the, uh, what, was, what did I say? It was the uh, valve rectifier. got a really good feel hmm. and then we'll mess around with and it has like this like it i i don't know that side just has this nice uh like grunge 
distorted sound that I love. But here's the uh, replicator, which I just turned it back on. And because it's uh, actual tape, you heard what was still playing from the last time. It has a built-in chorus, so has that little, I guess, the flutter sound mm -hmm. is what a lot of places, a lot of uh, other brands call it. So it's got a, I don't know. There's just something about it that nothing I've played sounds like this. So. See, we'll have a little bit of fun. Let's get like self oscillation, and we'll. What you're you're hearing a lot of noise, and it's actually that I've got the mic right next to this. It probably isn't the greatest thing, but we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
right, so that's sorry, I got a little distracted there. That was a lot of fun. So, so okay, sounds like they're very good. They are very, very great pedals. So, uh, if you are looking for a very, very, very high end <laughs> drive, that's uh, probably costs more than most people. I'll say on average, most people's guitars and amps. Yeah. Um, yeah, check out the uh, revival drive. I actually have a buddy who's like, "Tell me why I shouldn't get one." I, I honestly have no reason besides the price tag. Right. So, all right. Uh, let's see. We, I got new knobs. Sorry. <laughs> what's new? I actually got. I did get cool knobs. I think it's weird, like, because it, it's kind of it matches the guitar really well. I posted right. a picture in our group, but it's one of those. It can look super flashy, but I think it just was. It worked perfect for that guitar because it has the mother of pearl inlays on the like the circle there the dot mother of pearl inlays on right. the telecaster and so it's kind of got it's got a mother of pearl top and it's got gold hardware which matches the other gold hardware so it looks pretty good nice it's like five bucks so all right well let's move on to the gear news and if you're <clears throat> if you wake up people in the group are in who are watching the live video you can actually see what we're talking about so this is actually kind of the thing i was pretty excited about um so mxr limited edition brown acid fuzz 70 sabbath tones this thing looks cool i think it looks really cool i'm yeah oh i don't think it sounds i haven't seen a a great i saw the bass is this supposed to only be bass or is it a guitar or maybe they just only like they're just like oh well bass players might buy it before guitar players <laughs> potentially oh no i'm not oh, seeing it's... anything that says just bass well it says you should be able to and it's certainly an interesting looking pedal and you should be able to use it on both guitar bass we're not making any promises we're just saying it should kind of work sorry i don't know why i got all hateful towards mxr all of a sudden Oh, no. there's only 500 units worldwide. You're gonna get it now. No. <laughs> well, it's 150 bucks. I don't know. I'm probably not gonna get. It. I gotta save up. I gotta go to Florida in November, so I gotta go be my friend's groomsman in the wedding. Look at you. Of the century. I don't know if it's of the century. It could be. Maybe of the of the day. Um, so, all right, uh, the Bloom Singlitzer from Cubit. Did you, oh yeah, you, you just, you went in. Yeah, and I am, since <laughs> like, we're recording you... like straight on my PC, I can't really listen to anything, which kind of makes me sad, but. Is it, can you? Cause mine never picked up anything I listened to, like uh, live videos. Well, I'm recording desktop audio, so. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you'd hear it if I was like recording my monitor mix. Mm. like to to pick you up yeah that's essentially what mm. i'm doing okay well i need to figure out how to do that without actually running a cable like a goofball um so but oh, this thing's pretty cool uh there's a short demo on uh instagram but it's just kind of this like weird weird sequencer i like sequencers they're a lot of fun especially the random ones the ones that have no rhyme or reason but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I need to start messing with some Eurorack stuff. Or yeah, what's the other I, one? I've been, uh, Eurorack is the modular stuff. Well, no, because I think, mean? I thought there was two different types of modular things. 
I thought there was like Eurorack and something else. What did JHS do? Did they do Eurorack? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Actually, I think there might actually be a difference between the... I think it is actually called a uh, lunchbox, maybe? Yeah. I don't know if that's... Um, I just googled Eurorack or to see if they could tell me what the other one was. I don't know. Maybe if you Google Eurorack versus. Uh, it's just called a 500 series. 500, like, yeah, the 500 series, because that's what JHS did was 500 series. Mm-hmm. And that whole chassis style is called the 500 series. Don't I, I don't know why, but it's a thing. They're both. Uh, I don't know. It will not fit. Electrically, very different. Spelt E L E K T R I K A L L Y. Is that the proper way to spell electrically somewhere? I feel like it sounded correct. Okay, the website I'm on is called muffwiggler.com. And I'm mm. so scared. I'm probably should. But be. it's talking about modular sense. What is this? There's pictures of cats. All right. If you're bored, you can always go check that out. Um, all right. Um, well, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, uh, we're going to skip this. And we're going to come back to it because I want to talk about something at the end. All right. So ZVEX, Abbey Road Fuzz Factory. Um, this is actually pretty cool. If you look at it, it looks interesting. And I love the ZVEX, like hand-painted limited edition stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just the regular Fuzz Factory, right? It's painted. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because no. the Fuzz Factory, this is the Fuzz Factory 7 where it's got like a million different things in. Um, I just saw a message from Scott that said that he would join in. I'm like, dude, I just saw this. No. <laughs> Hold him, he can join in if he wants. What if we have someone join in mid-episode? It's like, good, he can come in and tell us what the difference between 500 series and Eurorack is. If he yeah, Scott, what is the difference between... I want to use my phone a friend. Um, <laughs> dear Regis, if I could do that, that would be fantastic. Uh, hold on. Sorry, I'm, he's like trying. He's like, imagine him coming in mid episode and you having to try to sync it again. So we're recording straight audio from the stream, dude. Let's hop on. Okay, uh, so we've got uh, the yeah, it's the Fuzz Factory Seven. It looks really great. Looks really cool. But I scrolled down and I kept scrolling. I was like, all right, this is really cool. Four hundred and sixty nine dollars. I mean, is nope. that kind of no? That's no. That's not. Is that not even on par with their other no. hand painted stuff? No. No. Hmm. I gotta send Scott the link. We're about to. I'm phoning a friend. Well, I hope Mister um, Zvex himself hand painted this. Exactly. Hmm. Come on, Scott. This isn't great for. Uh oh. That would. Do I have to stop? 
I'm so confused. You shouldn't have to do anything if you're just sending a link. Oh, they can't hear you. That's why everyone left. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, that's well, I'm going to stop this then. See you. Bye. Well, now we know we can't do that. We're going to have to figure that one out. Mm -hmm. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Um, pretty much looks great. I mean, it's the Fuzz Factory 7. Uh, it's good. It sounds great. Price not so great. Uh, Wait, what is the cost of the normal Fuzz Factory 7? It is... I don't know. Look it up. Google it. I'm working over here. 300... Wait, that's used. 300, 300... 469 from AMS. Okay, that's ridiculous. Alright. Scott just saw it. Come on, Scott. Get in here. Let's talk about it. Alright, so let's look at this really quick. This is the STL uh, Tones Andy James Revenant preamp pedal. So apparently this is the new pedal. Hi, Scott. I can hear the different audio coming in. Oh, you can? Yeah. Nope. I No, I just heard... Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, it's a headset. This is not going to sound great. Uh, that's fine. You're my phone a friend. So, All Scott, right. what's, 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 what's the difference between 500 series and Eurorack series? A, nothing. B, A. C, everything. D, uh, let me tell you about it. Uh, they're different sizes. Is that it? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I mean, because it's it's all the same thing. It's just it's kind of like, it's just a circuit put in a box. This is different different sizes. Why did they, Why are there different sizes? Why can't we just agree on one size? Is one is it kind of like the metric system versus yeah, one, standard one's American? True, one's imperial. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not the expert here on this either, but uh, I know 500 series is much more of a studio thing. Like, it's just the mm -hmm. natural size that kind of just fits into a like a like a audio recording desk. Okay. Um, uh, but X probably more live stuff. Yeah. Uh. All those rack stuff scares me. I don't know why. I mean, of course, I mean, like the basics, it just makes sense. But usually, there's just so many wires that seem unnecessary. Is it? Is it just like kind of like how isn't guitar it, players are excited about knobs? Is the a lot of wires the thing that excites yes. the audio techs? Well, a lot of times that's a control voltage thing, like on the modular sense stuff. Okay. So what, what you have is like you have one device that's like creating a signal that's like it's like your tap tempo for lack of a better term but that sends like a voltage signal to some other device and then that other device controls based off that voltage. So like that's how you're like ramping a volume knob or something like that. Okay, so instead of having knobs they've got holes that they just plug into. Yeah. That seems kind of goofy. Why don't you just get knobs? Well, I mean, like you, you could get into the world of like what Chase Bliss stuff does, where you yeah. have a like a computer ramping that that knob back and forth. But you know, think about a lot like with Chase Bliss stuff, how hard it is to control sometimes. Like the learning curve on it's really steep. Mm -hmm. Oh my, yeah, that's one of the most. That was probably one of the most intimidating things about. Uh, any chase. I've I've never owned a Chase Bliss pedal, and it's not that 
I, it's one of those things that, like it just hasn't happened. It's not for any mm-hmm. reason in particular, but there is that little bit that's a little bit frightening with that because there's just there's so many there's like what almost like 20 dip switches on the back and each one controls a thing and i'm sure once you get the hang of controlling chase bliss pedals it, it's a little bit easier but it seems like even then it's kind of uh kind of intimidating even for a, a high-tech person yeah i mean i'm i'm deep into the chase bliss world now i think i have five right now um didn't you get the uh the mood yeah, I just got the mood. Um, I've got a Spectre that I'm not super stoked on. Is that the flanger? Um, yeah, it's the through through zero flanger. So, um, you know, it, it's cool. It it does it sounds. It's just not what I want. Um, I have the Gravitas, which I absolutely love. I have the Total oh. Recall that I absolutely love, and I have the Dark World that I absolutely love. The Dark I mean, World you know, Reverb, right? Isn't that the one that yeah, was in collaboration with Keeley and someone else? I can't remember who. Draw. You're roboting hard. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny. You're roboting like crazy. Hey. Sorry guys. <laughs> Sorry guys. My bad. Um, it's gonna be the yeah. crappiest stream ever. Now that I'm on it. It's, listen, we could make it even crappier if we wanted to. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, try to, Have you seen anything new that we haven't talked about lately that you want to talk about? Ooh. Ooh. Um. You. So you already talked about the Zvex thing, I think, right? Yeah, the one that you sent me, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I saw the price. I was like, not so awesome. Yeah, so expensive. Which is, I mean, I know I just bought this revival drive, but AMS payments, 12 months, baby. Woot, woot. But um, yeah, like they, uh, that's that's a tough pill to swallow on that. Yeah. I mean, the revival drive is like really powerful and future packed. So you don't, you don't sit there and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's so expensive but i when i got it there's and there's so i don't there's so much that you can do with it and i feel like just the sound quality that it's producing is worth it yeah i mean how much was it uh the street price on the custom is 649 the um yeah (laughs) the regular one's 529 but i got the custom for 529 uh it's expensive. I mean, but you know, people are paying that much for just King of Tones to skip the that's, line. So that's true. And I, I would take this over a King of Tone any day of the week. Absolutely. Mm. Any day of the week. That's that good. Dude, this is, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to buy another drive pedal. Not that, right. not, you, not in the Chris, you got that you got that recorded, right? <laughs> Someone's like, send that to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said he is not gonna buy another drive pedal. Yeah, this is this is the Diaz like uh I swear this I'm never drinking again kind of moment. Yeah. But I'm, never, I'm, never, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Hey, you want a beer? Yeah. Yeah, you can quit anytime you want. <laughs> I can. I don't have a problem. <laughs> 
I haven't bought a drive pedal since it's been six months. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. They've got, uh, I might buy another drive pedal. I want to get the veil from like my pedals. I have to send this one off. And it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got, it's a real nice, it's got a real nice, like, I love a good, like dark tone. Um, kind of like I used to run the Prince of tone, Prince of tone on the overdrive, but I keep it real. I don't know. Something about like a nice thick, dark drive. And this, that's what this has. Nice. The revival drive is very amp like though. I, I, so I joined a dad band or like I actually kind of started a dad band. Um, I'm literally, my son's playing bass. So I'm, I'm literally the dad in the band and the drummer's a dad, so, but, uh, I, we got together and we're like, well, we'll just play some songs that we all know and some easy stuff. I mean, we did like, we did plush like a stone. Uh, I mean, it's typical dad stuff, 3am, some Tom Petty, but it was, that's the I mean, only that's drive a, I played. That's a pretty eclectic kind of, uh, of music you got there yeah we were gonna jam some dave matthews band though we're gonna do some why i am that's a great song oh that's like one of their best songs yeah that is would that chorus technically be polyrhythmic because it changes the rhythm or changes the uh, timing i mean it's that's a complex song if i mean if you're actually going to play it properly oh yeah that guitar those get the guitar solo in it is fantastic I forgot who's the guy who yeah. plays guitar for him and does that does all the soloing. Uh, Tim. Uh, it's the same guy from Live at Luther now, right? Like, is he a full yeah. band member of the band? Yeah. Uh, Reynolds. No, is it Reynolds? It might be Tim Reynolds. Tom Reynolds. Tim Reynolds. Tim Reynolds. Yep. No, he's fantastic. He he does that. That the well, the whole Grugrex King uh, album was great. Isn't that what that was called? Uh, I, I the big whiskey, like, the big whiskey, yeah. and the Grugrex King. I feel like I got that album right when I was kind of burning out on Dave Matthews, and I never gave it enough of a chance. That came out. See, I was like, I I really like Dave Matthews. Whenever like the Central Park live album came out in the DVD. Because, I mean, when they did uh, like Cortez the Killer with Warren Haynes, that was, that was my jam. But, all right, well, we could... <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so, all right, here's... Actually, I'm glad we've got Scott on on this one. Um, this is the last gear news. Uh, the JHS Cheeseball Fuzz just got announced. So, one of the things that josh scott has always said is he'll never put out a clone of a pedal that's still in production right yep that was a big thing that's, well, why, he took, that's why he took his clone off or his, his clone clone was because the ktr came back on and yeah yeah he'll never make a straight clone i mean what of a pedal streamer is not out of production the big muff is not out of production but he does okay, well, tweaks on them okay he'll never do a full copy yeah whenever he, he'll do a modified circuit, but he will never do a full. All right. So, um, love tone made the big cheese. I always, I want to call them love pedal and I have to remind, remind myself. They're two different things. So love tone came out with the big cheese, which really was a big pedal. I, I never liked that style of box, but, um, this thing sounds really cool. has a lot of different things under the hood. Um, and 
Josh has been doing a lot of clones lately. He did the run of the what were the four pedals like old sixties pedals, a lot of one benders, the tone benders and stuff like that. So he did those, and that was a fun thing. They're already jacked up in price. Then people bought them and jacked up the price even more. Mm-hmm. Now they're listing for like what a thousand bucks a pedal. Are people? So a lot of people are actually into flipping those. Those weren't collectors trying to. Oh no! People, there's people all over Gear Talk Praise and Worship posting screenshots. This is why I hate when they do this stuff. It's because <laughs> real player. Well, I don't know if it was Praise and Worship, but the probably right yeah. Gear Talk. Yeah, Josh Scott should have given that to a random kid at Guitar Center that I could be jealous of instead. You know. Yeah. Man, I want to. No one's that. ever happy unless they actually are the ones who benefit from anything. So, whatever. Dang, cynical Scott hitting the airwaves. Yeah, that's what happened when he hit me at five o'clock on a Wednesday. It's it's five o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But all right, so the thing that I wanted to talk about with this was there's a lot of people who are like, oh, don't buy the clones. Da, 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 da. And it's like, I mean, you can't buy the real one anymore. It's not. But what did happen was. I'm going to read this really quick. I screenshotted it, I believe. So on this was on Sweetwater posted a demo of this and a gentleman named Dan Coggins. I have not done mm-hmm. any investigation, but I'm going to take his word for it. Um, posted this. I'm going to read it word for word because it is very interesting. I co-founded Love Tone in 1995 with Vladimir Noslis and I primarily designed the circuits for all of the eight pedals we released before finally leaving that business in 2008. Not much has been heard from quote unquote them since. So you can draw your own conclusions from that exclamation point. Anyway, we prided ourselves at the time on at least doing something reasonably innovative and original with each new release. Several things came to mind when I heard about JHS recently releasing the quote or the quote unquote cheese ball, a blatant copy of the big cheese, which Josh would not argue because that was the whole thing which was originally released by love tone in the summer of 1995. Number one, I'm going to, I feel like I should yell this. I'm going to say, hold on. I'm going to step back. Thou shalt not steal. Cause it's an all caps, at <laughs> least not wholesale. We all stand on the shoulders of giants to a lesser or greater degree. Next two, it demonstrates an inability to come up with anything original and innovative, resorting to plagiarism and imitation, riding on the coattails of others without permission, nor giving due compensation to the people that came up with the original idea. No respect being felt here, though I'm just one of many, no doubt. Number three, where's the money, Lebowski? I have nothing to do with what JHS is doing regarding the Love Tone legacy and hereby disassociate myself from them wholeheartedly. So, Scott, what do you what do you th- what do you think about one of the things that was really interesting to me in this was the fact if he brought up that jhs didn't compensate the original circuit designers one do you think that they should have to compensate the original circuit designer uh are you asking me from a legal perspective or from I'm my asking, own ethical standards i'm asking from your own ethical standards i know legally they i legally unless they have uh, a patent on the circuit design, which I don't, I think is really hard to do, isn't it? Um, so let's start legally. Um, okay, we'll start legally. Legally, a, legally, a circuit is not patentable, nor okay. is, um, or is it any, can't be licensed or anything like that. Like, uh, 
linear. You would have to use something that is uh, a new item, like a new diode or something that you you mm -hmm. have to like. No, you have what you can if you were controlling in that region, things like microprocessors or things like that, you do okay. have control because um, that would be like a proprietary part that you could maintain control over. You can have okay. a patent on that. Um, you can have, if you have a microprocessor code, you have control over the code on the microprocessor. So kind of like example, what EHX did with uh, the Moore stuff. Yeah. And then finally, a circuit board itself can be copyrighted. Okay. Um, so I can't literally go get the printed circuit board from another builder and fill them out and sell them as my own or and i can't copy their layout okay so all you have to all you would have to do is change the layout slightly and use your own board Ta-da! tube screamers <laughs> but and but you use the same exact uh chain in yep. the circuitry right yep which is why like it's why it's really interesting. There's the whole um, the woodcutter, for example, is a really interesting one because it's. It has, I mean, that was like um, him being able to copy Grant being able to copy almost down to the the exact person who's building them and tuning them. Mm -hmm. um, that level. So I don't know if there's something magical in that person's layout because I'm pretty sure the original Proco Rad is a is still a PCB. It's not like a hand-wired components kind of thing. Okay. But this is part of the reason why there's so many like tone better fuzzes and why it's such a big deal is because the layout really does can contribute to how a circuit behaves, um, how you run the wiring, all those kind of things that can affect like the noise levels, there's added capacitance, all these other kind of things that can affect it. But okay. long story short, there's a that's the reason why you can have so many tube screamer clones that are literally part for part the same thing. They're just rearranged differently. It's because um, the circuit's not licensable or copyrightable or patentable. It's the layout. Okay. If that makes sense. If I was to say, so there's a common thing that people mm -hmm. use as an argument is that pretty much everything came from an RCA handbook. Like, like that's yeah. like on so it's, it's, uh, it's like yelling at, at every electrical engineer oh you all use the same linear circuit analysis book all these circuits came from this yeah because we all went to college and studied it like everyone had to learn something from somewhere okay so the, all right now we're going to talk on not legally but morally okay. in your stance do you think jhs should have to pay a royalty to the circuit designer I think within a reasonable amount, I think that should become more normal. Yes. Okay. Um, but if but someone legally, that's they, not the way the world is. But if someone was to say, "Well, it all comes from an RCA handbook," what would I mean? Should we all just pay RCA? Um, I mean, this is kind of one of those fun ones of uh, all the songs that are being sued right now, and they're like, "Oh, look at every single song sounds like Tom Petty." Uh, because Tom Petty wrote really simple songs. And so those themes are pretty global, even though they're not really the same song. Yeah. I so mean, therefore, it's like, live, my, my brother's a live musician and he ties uh -huh. so many songs in together. I mean, even churches, we tie 
the same chord progression or the same key and you wait you know you weave it in and this i mean look how many people there's a what's the guy's name on youtube who mashes the songs up together dj cummerbund Mm -hmm. um that's a big thing too people mash up songs i just uh was it aaron or one of the gear slum guys just shared uh september mixed with uh uh foo fighters some so uh what i forgot the name of the song walk from, from foo fighters so i mean i the but the thing is is how far down the line do you have to to trace it should he i mean whenever if you were to pay those royalties i feel like that's a i think the problem i think the industry standard of not paying the royalties is kind of the easiest thing because then there'd just be argument of well i designed this and i designed this yeah but you copied it from this guy but you copied it from this guy and you just changed it from this and so i mean it would just be a a never-ending like battle yeah i mean it would be funny if like some guy tried to patent the concept of a buffer and so suddenly every literally every boss pile becomes (laughs) through bypass all of a sudden uh, I mean, yeah, it, it it's too late to go back at this point. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it, it's one of those, like, the damages would just be so, it would be catastrophic unless you had, like, a... It would turn the entire like, industry right. upside down financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how everyone so wants, like, about it. Well, it's like how everyone wants, like, I'm not going to go political, but I'm just using it as an example because it is my daily life they talk about a 15 dollars minimum wage it's like there's going to be consequences and reaction it's not like they can just go in and be like okay everyone makes 15 dollars and we're all good and done and we keep moving forward there's it's a chain there's going to cause a chain reaction dramatic changes to an economics or an, an economic ecosystem uh-huh. is is going to ch- change everything so i would say that i mean leave well enough alone and yeah. I mean, honestly, the, I think some of my arguments with people who get mad, I think Josh has a good thing where he won't directly copy a circuit that's still in production. I feel that's somewhat admirable in the industry where there's plenty of pirates and plenty of people who are just like, yeah, I can make you a, a exact Timmy clone for like 80 bucks. So Yeah, I mean, it's an extra rule he's putting on himself that is not necessarily mm-hmm. needed to be done. Um a powerful argument could be said that um, there's opportunity cost and things like that involved in there of like he, the bad PR is not worth the few bucks you make from selling certain clones. Um, yeah, and he's already, I mean, he's been, he's been in the center of some controversy before this one hasn't really blown up though. This one was just one that I caught and it was just trickling in the yeah. back of my mind. Yeah. I mean, if Dan Coggins wants to start making big cheeses and selling them as the original designer and builder, then do it and make the money. Yeah. What, what's been stopping him since, what was it? Was it 2008? Yeah. 2009? Come on. But you suddenly discovered your value. I mean, yeah. oh. there, there's the fishy stuff that seems to happen with the KTR and Klon where they go out in production and out of production. And, you know, conspiracy theories abound on that and you know um periodically wait, wait, are you trying to say that we've never seen bill finnegan and josh scott in the same room <laughs> no that's not what i'm saying okay <laughs> uh, yeah i was about to say i was actually at nam whenever they were both there. I, i'm i'm just saying bill finnegan's much smaller than josh scott so it'd have to be some type of i don't know robot suit kind of thing going on Joshua, which jo- 
Josh went to Japan and copied their technology. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I will learn how to shrink like you guys. Yeah. I, I have um, a fr- you've been to Japan, right, Scott? I have not. Okay. Well, I figured you'd just been everywhere. Um, but, yeah. I've never left North America, dude. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Hawaii and Dominican Republic are the farthest I've gone. It's it's okay. I've never left the East Coast. Uh, the farthest west I've been is Nashville. Actually, about it was probably about 10 miles outside of Nashville because I got turned around at one time. Um, but, oh. uh, yeah, uh, that's... Uh, they've got... It's so bad for tall people over there. I've got a friend. Bad for tall people everywhere, man. Can you reach out for me? No, Carol. I don't work at the Kroger. <laughs> man, when I when I worked at so we have jewels here. When I worked at Jewel, that was like so much of my work was. Can you get this off the top shelf? My best, my favorite job was working at Winn Dixie, which is a southern grocery chain that's now Sweet Bay or whatever. Um, but I was working there, and it was me and all my friends were the stock crew. So we were getting way too much trouble. But anytime anyone would ask us for where something was at, we'd just send them to aisle one and tell them it was next to the sliced pimentos. But we'd say it with an Italian accent. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, aisle one next to the sliced pimentos. I don't know if that's an Italian accent, but that's the accent I used. Maybe I could do, uh, I could do a good Italian accent one day. I'll practice. But yeah, what were we talking about? Why are we talking about grocery stores? Being tall. Being tall. Oh yeah, it sucks. All right, uh, I'm trying to. Th- so, do you think though? It's it's kind of crazy how many uh, exact copies Josh has been doing lately. Though he did the tone bender stuff like those and cheese ball. You think he's gonna start bringing just out of production pedals back into production, slapping his name on them and making buku bucks? I mean. <sighs> With all due respect, has jo- has GHS ever done an original circuit that's like truly original? Mm. Or has everything been kind of inspired by stuff? I mean, we could still do the argument where everything is inspired by something. I, I, I know, but like even like the Morning Glory is still based off the Bluesbreaker style circuit. The- yeah, Bonsai is a bunch of tube screamers. You've got what? What's the Panther Cub and the Panther? Just I know it's an animal. Well, that's that's, that's that's like isn't like the original point. Panther a controversial one of his? I uh, I, I believe so. Our, I don't this is going to be our most commented on, on episode, and Adam Dolhanek's going to be so happy he gets more traffic at his website. <laughs> yeah, go check out. Just Google JHS Devi ever. Isn't that the one he was? He always talked about, or was he the uh, IHOP? I think he talked about both. Just Google JHS controversy and you'll end up at Adam Dolhanek's website. So every time there's big controversy with JHS, he says he gets a bump in traffic. <laughs> it's great. Um, but I don't know. If you're in the group and you can tell us what the original design pedal he has, I can't think of one. Yeah, I'm scrolling through. Uh, I mean, everything's right in. Now I mean, their website's down. The Super Bowl is just a Super amp. Well, I mean, that's an original. If, if that's an original thing or not, um, I don't know. But... Dang it, Josh! Josh, if you listen to this, come on here and tell us what's oh, up. Wait, Actually, the, uh, 
the 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 pedal they had to rebrand was fairly original. The, the Lucky Cat, Pink Panther, the VCR. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Dang Ryan Adams. Yeah, we should also I'll put their websites down while we're trying to talk to them right now. But um, the color box was actually a pretty original circuit. I mean, it's it's an adaptation and changing of a. It's inspired, but it, it's inspired yeah. by an item, not a actual. I mean, he probably found a way to like shrink down this circuit. You know, he probably looked yeah. at some of the circuits that were used, but yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it wasn't a pedal before it was a color box. That's deep. It, it was a mixer. So yeah, he he was a he wasn't a he was he was a man before he was a pedal builder. It it was yeah. a console before it was a pedal. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to be heaping on them. I mean, like some of his, I've had a number of their pedals. I enjoy them. They're good tweaks when they're tweaks. Like uh, the kilt's awesome. I'm not going out and buying an actual X Pandora, you know, like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've wanted to try the bonsai for a while. I just, for whatever reason, there's not really a good used market on those. People who are buying them, aren't selling them. Um, I had the muffaletta. That was big muff style thing. That was awesome. Seven, was it like so, seven big muffs in one or something like that? Or mm-hmm. uh, six, but yeah, six. It, was, it was pretty great. I mean, all right. Yeah. All right. Hold on. All right. Yeah. So we're going to move on really quick and hit one last thing that, and now we got Scott on here. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's find, the post we're going to do the questions that jason asked because they're actually pretty cool all right Wait, so yes oh i don't right. i should have studied this before we got on all right quesadilla fillings okay what what do you think should be in a quesadilla cheese yeah i think cheese is like really the only requirement and the it's an essential I mean, ingredient oh and yeah. so actually tortilla is an essential ingredient isn't it yes yeah, I'll agree with it. You know, if if you're saying that it is, then I agree with you. If you're yeah. saying it's not, then this is the hot dog thing all over again. <laughs> that you ultimately I, agree with me on? That yeah, that's correct. It is not a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you, uh, you need to send me the address. If you guys haven't seen, we've I've actually got wristbands made for the effects loop that says hot dog is not a sandwich and i want scott to have one just so he'll have to put it on at one point and it might burn (laughs) like holy yeah i'll burn my skin with all that (laughs) heresy uh (laughs) my kids my kids and i argue about it and they do it just because they know how mad it makes me (laughs) um okay so what makes a good quesadilla is proper application of vegetables get good onions in there a tomato that's not too runny so it makes the whole Mm. thing just like fall apart uh, nope. you don't put salsa in one you dip it into salsa you don't even need to dip it in salsa you dip it in queso that seems like, redundant there's no such thing as too much cheese uh disagree but have, have you never like taken a block of cheddar cheese and just taken a bite out of it no such thing yeah. as too much cheese <laughs> okay. in college i used to buy like cheese cubes at, like, oh yeah. 
dude no the yeah. best thing though i still love uh when i was a kid my mom and i used to just make like the veg like the trays with like the black olives and the cheese cubes and crackers and stuff like little redneck hors d'oeuvres <laughs> it was great <laughs> did you get constipated a lot as a kid i get constipated a lot as, an, as a human <laughs> as a human, <laughs> as a human being <laughs> all right I re- actually, I really don't eat cheese that much anymore, but um, I think like, no, no, the best, the best quesadilla has, has cheese. It's got to have, I like it whenever it's got kind of like a, a spicy ranch sauce or like, I love the um, jalapeno, creamy jalapeno sauce from Taco Bell, like something like that. Um, and out of all the meats you can put in a quesadilla, steak's always going to be the best. Yeah. Uh, 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 are you serious? That was that was a hmm, as in oh. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I thought you were like. Uh, I was like. Mm, uh, Sorry for actively listening, Diaz. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you can make up for it later. But they, uh, it's gotta have steak. I like it with potatoes. Um, sh- I like sh- a little bit of shredded lettuce. I don't like tomatoes in my quesadillas. So shredded lettuce in a quesadilla don't doesn't it get all soggy in the heat up process? Uh, it can, but you got to eat it right away. Mm. You can't just let it sit around. Do you have you? I mean, do you put lettuce in a burrito? Sometimes. Uh, not really. So you're saying I'd I mean, put, if it comes that way, but like but, if I'm like, will you put will you put, to, will you put tomatoes in a burrito? Yes. See, I think that's. I prefer, I'd prefer the lettuce over the tomatoes. Maybe I'll just a tomato. Like, per, you say tomato. I like, say I like a good pico in everything. So, okay. So, uh, I've been on a Moe's kick lately and they've got the roasted corn pico. Hmm. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It is. I usually put, I usually get the corn salsa and the, the pico when I go to Chipotle. So, oh, uh, well, we don't have Moe's here anymore. Rest in peace, Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Not anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah, somehow we still have a Cadova staying alive, but <laughs> no, I've never even seen one of those. Maybe I did. Yeah, Was there one in Nashville? I... Hey, what, what the fuck ever happened to Quiznos? <laughs> like they were just Seriously. gone one day. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, it was like Subway got a toaster and Quiznos shut down. They're like, we can't compete anymore. Yeah, well, price-wise, so, they were way more expensive, but yeah. I wouldn't know. I went to it, like, I, one I feel, time. I feel like there's pot bellies everywhere now. What so the that's kind of what happened to Quiznos. I think it's really pot belly killed them. What's pot belly? Oh, you don't have those? Nope. No. Uh, they're a toasted sandwich. I'm like... In soup. Like, like, how twisted? Like, what does twisted mean? Toasted. Oh, I thought you said twist. I was like... I was like... What? Okay, sorry. Toasted sandwich. But why? You've got Subways, right? I don't eat at Subway anymore. Why not? Uh, so I, I used to get migraines. Um, so I started keeping a food journal and finally connected that I get migraines when I eat Subway. So I've stopped eating Subway and I have not had a migraine in two years. I just had an image of Scott laying on his stomach, like on his bed with his head towards the foot of the bed. Feet up bent at the knees just writing in his little food journal just a little pencil in his mouth and everything does that, yeah. does that make me weird 
Is that, is that was that awkward? I find it weird that you have like these teenage fantasies about me. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, do you remember the time I told you that I, I love you, dude? I, I meant it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's keep all right. Oddball pickup types you most want to try out long term. Um. Ooh, I want to do the. I want to try the Fishman Fluence pickups. Oh, that's a good one. I, I mean, I've, they're kind of oddball. They're just, they're different and they seem really interesting. And what is, if Greg, is it Koch or cock? Coke. Coke. Oh, Greg Coke. If, uh, if, if he likes them, then, uh, they're it's, okay. It's gotta be good. They gotta be, they gotta be at least okay. Uh, I, I mean, owned a guitar a while back that had them in there and I, it, it, I don't know. It wasn't any different than a typical pickup. I know, but that's, I mean, that'd be kind of a good thing though, right? It sounds like a, a good pickup or just, yeah, just, just not like a basic. You, I mean, can we, can we back up a little bit? What demo long-term means? Like in, yeah, I don't know. I figured maybe it's like, it's just like I make a new pick guard for my Titan and I tr- I can swap it in and out. Is that a long term? Like I actually have to leave. I actually have to like pull the pickups from a guitar and that's like what it is for like six months. We'll do it like that. You have to stick it in your guitar for six months and and try it. I still stick with the the Fishman Fluence. I I mean, if I had to do in that situation, I think I think that's the one to try. Um, right, just sound seem interesting. I wouldn't say they're oddball though. I mean, they're boutique. No, I mean, like I I've been waiting to jump on a pair of P90s from them for a while, so. Mm-hmm. Or um, um, McNally Stagger Swaggers. Hmm. Oh, you know what? One I want I, I would do that with. Um, I think it's called the Duck Bucker from Duncan. It's a uh, Corey Wong plays one of them uh, in his strats. I'd I'd be up for like trying well, Corey to Wong, he, strat he, he, for a little while. He's with that funky band, right? What's it? Full effect. Yeah, they're are they an instrumental band or they're just like really funky or something or? I mean, they've got vocal lines over some of their stuff, but it's not like they have like a dedicated singer all the time. Okay, okay. So I mean, that's a lot of instrumental. I mean, it's yeah. Okay, yeah. I've seen videos of him. He's he's insane. He reminds me of Jay Letter J with like the playing, just kind of being uh, I don't know, the, just being it's, real... it's the loose it's the loose right hand thing. Like yeah. they can just like strum so quickly. Yeah, and then uh, also just like how happy this, like, he looks when he's playing. Yeah, that Jay Leonard Jay smile while he's playing. That's yeah. like you just look look at him. You're like, man, that's that's pure joy. Or he's a really good actor, and he should get an Oscar. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, let's. Uh, oh, Chris, what I'll, did you? I'll also throw in. I've never played lipstick pickups, so I'm I'm curious because they seem to have like this cult like following but at the same time I can never actually like see people like long term sticking with them. I always imagine just when I think of a Dan Electro sound kind of like a mm-hmm. single coil but dirtier like just mm-hmm. e- like easier to get a gritty sound out of. I don't know. That could be just me though. I mean, that could be fun. Well, Chris, what are you, you going to try out uh, long term? I would really want to try some actual uh, TV Jones like 100 percent not not the you can't say p90s no 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 okay about that, you... like a filter tron yeah like an oh. actual filter tron not some 
as not a filtertron esque. Yeah, not. It's it's basically a humbucker, but we made it look and kind of feel like yeah. one, but like full on get mm. all of the little nuisances and all of that. Nuisances or nuances? Nuances. Nu- that one probably nuisances <laughs> too. If I don't like it, you, you I, I, I'm a big fan. I've, I've got a set of his classic with classic plus combo in my, oh. uh, in that hollow body I built. Oh, nice. And they sound fantastic. It's just, I built the guitar, so it's not that great. Yeah. Chris, how long have we been recording for? <laughs> We've been recording for exactly an hour and five minutes. Okay. We're going to hit these other ones really quick and then we're going to call it. Um, if you were designing a signature instrument for the other host, Without their input, who would it? What would it be like? How about a conventional signal chain? Uh, all right, we'll do the guitar. All right, so uh, Scott, you design one for me. I'll design one for Chris. Chris, you design one for Scott. Okay, I'm gonna design Chris's. It's gonna be a double cut special, and it's gonna have. The world's greatest p90s it's gonna have two of them but even though he's like the one pickup guy i still <laughs> think you just you should have two and for this have, rare times i play at church and need that bridge pickup you never <laughs> or the uh neck pickup neck pickup you need you always need a neck pickup there's nothing wrong <sighs> all right but single pickup guitar should only have the neck pickup Dude, no. I disagree with that one. <laughs> Next time on the effects. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, dude. All right. So after the episode, I've got to tell you guys about I was talking with uh uh Sean from Gun Street, and I think I've got April Fools figured out. Um, okay. But I'm so glad you're talking about this on air right now. Yes. All right. Anywho. Um so uh that's why I designed for Chris. Chris, what do you got for Scott? I feel like I would have to go with some kind of S style. Fair. Um, I feel, I feel I like it has to be modular. Yeah, so I was thinking is like it'd have to have some really weird pickups this like pickups in it that are like way off norm, like not even like straight strat or like strat with a humbucker, but hmm. It's got it's got seventy eight push pull knobs. <laughs> basically, yeah. It's basically the uh, Brian May yeah. Red Special, but it actually looks like a Strat. No. Ooh, you know what you it's should like put in there. It's like what if built made a Strat? That's basically what it would be. Wouldn't okay, I've got my I've got my addition. You've got to put the uh, um, Noatronic system in it to control MIDI. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. See that that's a Scott thing. That's like if you can control MIDI with it. There you go. Can't just be a strat with a chaos pad in it. <laughs> what are we doing? That like, works. Muse cover band. Well, he had a Telecaster, but you feel like Muse meets John Mayer. Exactly. That, well, I mean, that's actually I, I mean, if, if you don't have a chaosolator in it, the chaos pad itself is just an XY MIDI controller. Oh my gosh. Well, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, <laughs> I saw the glasses go up. Well, actually, thanks, if Oscar. you don't have that. <laughs> yeah. oh my god i just watched the uh espresso episode of the nespresso oh, it's, yeah. it's actually pronounced espresso oh no that's what you said i just assumed you were gonna say it wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's scott right there oh, yeah. I, I just assumed you were gonna say it wrong did you say nuances or nuisance no i said nuances oh sorry i just assumed you're gonna say it wrong. <laughs> uh... 
<laughs> All right, Scott, what's my guitar? I feel like your guitar already exists, which, but realistically, I think it would be it would be a Pelham Blue. Yeah, yeah. Trini Lopez, but with three humbuckers instead. Oh my Ooh. gosh! Oh. Ooh, I'm breathing heavy. So that's what I was thinking too. Uh, yeah. one of those lines. Uh, man. I'm just trying to think of would it be a hard tail or a soft tail? That's the part I can't really lock down yet. Soft is you what I would go with. Because I think are you, are you actually using the Vibrola on your SG anymore? Oh yeah, all the time. Okay. Well, the thing so is, I wonder. Yeah, I I I feel like pretty much every guitar I play. Well, I've started getting into some hardtail stuff, but like I really want to get the. Uh, I want to get a Bigsby on my telly. I, I'm going to use the Vibramate. And uh, I don't know. I Yeah, I, I use the Vibrola. And I, on, uh, I mean, that's like we were talking about with my Strat. I've got a floating trim set up there. So, or Vibrato. Is it Vibrato or Tremolo? Which one's the right one? This argument just I, happened. I, on think, me. I think the official term is actually a trim on a Strat. Yeah, well, it's a synchronized tremolo system, is what it says yep. on the headstock. Yep. So, even though everyone's like Leo Fender was wrong, I was like, well, most of your guitar pedals are made by drummers, anyways. So. Yeah, well, I mean, my uh, my Subaru has a vibrato channel that brings the volume in and out. So, oh well. Oh, what? But but that's supposed to be tremolo, isn't it? Tremolo is supposed to be. If you lower the volume, I know you can do what there's two different styles. There's the volume and then there's one that's tone that goes up and down and volume that goes up and down. But, all right. Well, not even, we're not even going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but all right. Next question. Be the Christmas special. Um, what non guitar adjacent instrument would you want to be proficient in? If you could download it into your head matrix style, if you could pick drums. one instrument, drum. Oh, yeah. Ooh, My I terrible actually, rhythm. I'd, I'd rather get better at drums because it make everything else better. I've actually got a weird one. I would want to learn cello. Cello, you have a That's bass. Cool. Because I mean, uh, I mean, you just see so many, or uh, just so many fantastic. What was it, the Westing where they had? Who was the guy that was on there? Whenever uh, Josh had his meltdown, or he had his PTSD attack, he was playing. Are bond. you just asking for famous? Oh, famous cellist. No, it was the guy. He was like in the episode. Yo-Yo Ma? No, that's it. Yo-Yo Ma. That's it. Yeah, it was Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah, like like Yo-Yo Ma. And uh, I mean, you just see a lot of these classical cellists that are just, I mean, it's fantastic to watch and it's just beautiful music. I'd love to be able to do Mm -hmm. something like that. I got to go to a Yo-Yo Ma concert this year. It was pretty great. You got to go to a Yo-Yo Ma concert? Yeah, he did a, uh, he went through all of Bach's cello pieces from memory, solo. It's insane. At Millennium Park in Chicago. So it was like uh, Paul and I just grabbed a picnic blanket, sat down, and enjoyed the concert for like three hours. It was great. That's got to be like the most cool date ever. Like, you just, did you have like, <laughs> did you have little glasses of wine? Uh, we didn't drink. We, we, we did take out dinner and just sat and did uh, that. Did you have cheese cubes? Because that's actually a great, that'd be a great cheese cube. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> we did not. Our neighbors did. <laughs> they had cheese cubes in one. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, she was sitting there the whole time, like 
just giggling and like, you know, like, oh, look at this, look at this, we're fellow couriers. Um, because they lived in the same dorm when they, like, obviously they weren't there at the same time, but they lived in the same dorm, dorm at Harvard. So it's like this big deal. So That's cool. Um, Chris, instrument. Ooh. Well, you just talked about violin the other week. Yeah, so I was going to say, it would either be something like violin or something really offbeat of like, I don't know. Did bag, you do? Bagpipes or uh, harmonica. Bagpipes are one that I've always wanted to learn. I, It's always seemed very interesting. Yeah, my best friend in high school actually played in a uh, pipe and drum uh, I don't know, regiment is that what you would call it? I don't know, Dude, like I that. hung out with some guys and we had a pipe and drum thing, and there's a lot of uh, Grateful Dead music. I was gonna say, I and, think that's uh, a completely different kind of pipe <laughs> and drum. <laughs> no, but they did. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Bagpipes are just really awesome, and I always wanted to wear a kilt, but I'm, I'm not Scottish, so I'd have to like learn how to play the bagpipes to not get the weird looks at the mall. <laughs> I'm tired of getting the weird looks at the mall. <laughs> Stop wearing the dad hats. Stop going to Hot Topic wearing the kilt and dad hats. <laughs> that's a picture that we need to see. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, did Scott die? He's shaking his head in sadness. He muted himself. Bye, Scott. Bye, Scott. We'll miss you. He probably, he's probably had to take an important work call. All right. Um... All right, and last thing, we'll see if Scott will jump in on this. If you had to change your amplification to strictly using an original PV5150, 6505, or the combo versions of those, could you make it work if volume weren't an issue? I would do I'm the not 5150 talking, all day, no yeah, 50, doubt. Yeah. Um, not the Eddie Van Halen versions made mm. by Fender, or the two separate EQ5152 or 6505. It's got a single EQ. Mm. I, I could make it work. Yeah, because... Um... The one time I actually got to kind of, I talked to one of the guys that played in Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I don't remember which one it was, but one of them used some kind of Marshall, and the other one specifically used a 5150. And you know, especially around Christmas time, everybody goes after those kinds of tones. So I could I could sit there and use that all day, especially in church. Like, I would be perfectly fine. It's got a good, clean yeah. platform, and gain straight from the amp on that oh i wish <laughs> yeah um i yeah i could do the 5150 all day mm-hmm. um i feel like and i'm gonna start researching and see if i can like pick up a snatch of used one shit <laughs> the uh i feel like the cleans aren't terrible Mm-mm, they're um, passable I- I think it really, really what you could do, especially if you're getting loud volume, crank the master volume, but keep your gain a, a little towards the edge of breakup. I think it'll still have a warm enough tone that you can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did the 5150 have an effects loop? I know the later ones did. I don't know if the original did. Um, let me, I'm on the current reverb. I don't know if this is current or old. Is there, please tell me you have a back photo. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I, th- I, and I would use the combo I, over the head. I think any day. Yeah, I would want a combo. All right, hold it on. It looks like there's an effects loop. There's a. If I think if it's got an effects loop, out. if it's got an effects loop, I could do it for yeah. sure. I mean, like I use my Plexi as a pedal platform whenever I played at church when I had it. So and it, it's got a reverb on it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, really, you just need to get some delay. And it's a really good amp that can be controlled by your volume, in my opinion. If you watch uh, some of the videos, especially when like Eddie was playing it, the original one, I feel like he has a lot of control over it. Yeah, and half the time you probably wouldn't even need to use the clean channel. Just like you said, roll off your volume and just have your uh, whatever modulation and whatever you wanted on the back end. Yes, there's effects loops on some of these. All right, well, there we go. Good stuff. All right, um, so that was Jason's fun corner time, <laughs> and uh, we answered all of his questions. Um, Scott had to hop off, but it was great having Scott back on. If you're listening, Scott, <laughs> it was we fun. used to love you. We love you. All right, uh, so don't forget to uh, check out Stringjoy, stringjoy.com. Sound better, play better. They make amazing strings. I've actually just got a bunch of 9.5s in. Nine, I do the 9.5 to 48 and uh also knows the husky super lot plus <laughs> and uh they've got uh I, my son loves their bass strings and you should go check them out it's a great company great prices and just the fact that you can customize if you want to customize your own set of strings do whatever you want they'll do it for you they'll make it happen yeah and I love my also, uh, 10.5s uh, with the wound g see we're totally different on strings man <laughs> i don't like the wound g I couldn't do it. I, 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 I bend my G string too much. So, but I do the, yeah, I do the 9.5s. It's uh, I'm a little bit lighter. I've got early onset copper tunnel, so it keeps mm. my hands feeling good. Also, Maybe I, have a set I need of to try to go down because I can't play my guitar very long. Easy I need guys. to find them. I've got a set of eights I need to put on a guitar. <laughs> I got some really light strings. I wanted to mess around because I, I think uh, Brian May plays with eights. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Happens. Yep. All right, and then also uh, you can check out our Instagram. Uh, you can go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. Uh, we're at the at the effects loop on Instagram. You can like our Facebook group or like our Facebook page. Go to our YouTube, find us on there. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Also, uh, we'll be live streaming. We're going to figure out how to live stream. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we can figure it out. So, guys, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. See ya. Dictionary. Why is negativity always drawing out pics and every visualized love? Energized lies together, together. We undefeated. A plan to make well as no gloves needed. When we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in community.